The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. Greetings to all in our Injured Senior Nation. This is Stephen Heisler, President and CEO of the National Injured Senior Law Center, and you are tuned in to the latest episode of the Injured Senior Podcast. The Injured Senior Podcast is a show dedicated to discussing legal and medical issues of vital importance to our injured senior nation, their families, loved ones, and caregivers. We are sponsored by the National Injured Senior Law Center, legal advocates for seniors and the elderly who are injured due to the negligence of others. If you've been harmed by the carelessness of a medical professional or harmed by a defective medical device, go to www.InjuredSeniorHotline.com or call 877-228-4878 for assistance. So today, Injured Senior Nation, we have Dr. Johnny Cascone back on the podcast to talk about urinary tract infections. Urinary tract infections, or UTIs, occur in about 6 to 16% of women over age 65, 20% of women over age 80, and 25 to 50% of women living in nursing home facilities. While elderly people should not die from a UTI, if sepsis begins to take over and progresses to septic shock, then it can be fatal. More than 50% of sepsis cases, my friends, among older adults are caused by a UTI. So we wanted to get Dr. Cascone on the show to talk about this significant problem. Dr. Cascone, or Dr. Johnny, as we affectionately call him, is a board-certified infectious disease physician and is the medical director of several nursing homes in southwest Missouri. Howdy, Johnny. How you doing? Hi, Steve. Good to talk to you again. Not a problem. We just had Martha Kelso on a little while ago, and she uh, told us that the weather in uh, Missouri is not very good, so stay safe, uh, and hopefully nothing uh, nefarious will happen. Will do. So, can you tell our injured senior nation, uh, Dr. Johnny, what exactly is a urinary tract infection? So, a urinary tract infection, by definition, is bacteria in the urine that has manifested itself in such a way as to cause inflammation and infection of the, uh, of the urinary system. Um, the way it manifests itself, um, depends upon the location of the infection. If it's in the lower urinary system, uh, or upper urinary system. Now, why is it more common in women than men? So UTIs are more common in women because of the anatomy, the way, um, the way we're made. Women, the urethra is closer to the 
anus than in men. And as a result, there's increased risk of colonization and subsequent infection from organisms in that area. Dr. Johnny, what, what are some typical symptoms that either a male or female uh, who has a UTI, what are some symptoms that they're going to experience? Right. So, so when, when you talk about a UTI, really kind of falls into two major categories. One is what we know of. One is, um, is cystitis. Um, the second is pyelonephritis. And those are the two broad general categories. A cystitis is typically involved, let me rephrase it, a cystitis refers to an infection of the lower urinary tract, the urethra and the bladder. And the typical symptoms of that have, are dysuria, which is a fancy way of saying it, it's uncomfortable when I urinate, urinary frequency, urinary urgency, lower abdominal discomfort, um, and, uh, and lower abdominal discomfort. Those are the typical signs uh, and symptoms of a cystitis or, or a UTI. Pyelonephritis refers to infection of the upper urinary system, namely the kidneys. Symptoms of pyelonephritis include same as cystitis, and that is urinary urgency, frequency, discomfort with urination. Also with pyelonephritis, you typically will have back pain or flank pain, upper abdominal discomfort, fevers, chills, feeling under the weather, fatigue, so systemic signs of infection with pyelonephritis. So what, what's more prevalent is, is uh, cystitis or poly, is it polycystitis? No, it's pyelonephritis. What's more prevalent is cystitis. It's very common, um, as we said earlier, very common in women, and um, it's, um, uh, it's, it's much more prevalent than pyelonephritis. Pyelonephritis, people um, who get that generally are sick and oftentimes can require hospitalization. So that's the more serious of the two? It's the more serious of the two. It, it, the infection is higher up in the urinary tract, and it's beginning to affect us systemically because we typically have systemic symptoms, fevers, chills, mal- uh, feeling under the weather or malaise. Um, so it's, 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 it's more serious. Okay. And is it, is, if you have uh, the polyarthritis, is it more likely that you're going to get a kidney infection? So pyelonephritis, another way of, uh, another term for that would be complicated urinary tract infection. Um, and that, tip, that by definition involves the kidneys. If that's the case, if you do get uh, the complicated UTI, what is the normal course uh, that it usually takes? So if, if a patient, if a, if a person has a complicated UTI and it's not treated, it could lead to sepsis, septic shock, and, and um, uh, potentially even lead to death. However, if you treat it, generally patients do well. Um, of course, it depends upon their comorbid conditions or the other, or their other medical problems and, and uh, the severity of their illness. So I also noticed that another symptom is, could be blood in the urine. Um, can that be sometimes confused with, you know, something a little more serious, like 
you know, cancer in the bladder or cancer with the prostate or something like that? Sure. So, so if somebody has blood in their urine, it's abnormal, right? Um, and it deserves an evaluation. Oftentimes, it, so, let me rephrase it. Some of the time it could be just transient and it goes away on its own. But typically, when somebody has blood in their urine, you think about kidney stones, you think about uh, cancers or anatomical abnormalities within the urinary system, such as stricture, strictures or scar tissue. Um, but it, it warrants an evaluation uh, most of the time. Dr. Johnny, could you tell our injured senior nation what are some of the common causes of urinary tract infections? Right. So some of the, well, the most common cause is the anatomy of, of the female anatomy. It predisposes you to um, uh, women are predisposed to organisms getting into the, into the urethra and, uh, and colonizing and leading to infection. Other uh, risk factors are intercourse um, is, is uh, one of the most common risk factors for urinary tract infection. In men, um, urinary tract infection sometimes can be confused for prostitutes, so you need to think about that uh, as well. Okay. What about a urinary catheter? Yeah. Could that yeah, I was, increase it? Yes. So uh, additional risk factors would be having a catheter or a Foley catheter in place as a risk factor for UTI. This is Steve Heisler, and you are listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. We are speaking to infectious disease expert Dr. Johnny Cascone about urinary tract infection. Dr. Johnny, I am a little concerned about the fact that 50% of sepsis cases among older adults are caused by UTIs. Could you explain what sepsis is to our injured senior nation? Yes, of course. Sepsis is defined as a dysregulated host response to infection. And what that, what that says in layman's terms is the body is responding in such a way to the infection that it's causing harm on itself. And that harm could be uh, low blood pressure, um, lung, disease, uh, lung disease, abnormalities in your coagulation system. So the body, uh, the immune response is um, such that if the infection goes untreated, that the, uh, the body is going to suffer damage and it can lead to death. All right. Um, if somebody is just diagnosed with sepsis, uh, is that the same as septic shock? So it's not. Sepsis is a, is a continuum. starts with infection, and then it, if, uh, if the immune response is dysregulated and becomes abnormal, then you move into sepsis. Now, sepsis evolves into the blood pressure dropping and or the tissues not getting the blood flow they deserve, um, then, then you've moved into septic shock. Okay, and how do you know if you're in septic shock? You generally know if somebody's in septic shock if one of two things have occurred. Their blood pressure is dropped or their lactic acid, which is a blood test, is elevated. And that lactic acid tells you if the tissues are getting oxygenated, if they're getting blood flow. Got it. So why are so many cases of sepsis uh, cropping up uh, and with the cause being UTIs? What is it about a UTI that, especially in women, uh, causes sepsis so much? Well, I don't think that, I don't, 
I don't think UTIs um, are more prone to becoming or more, more prone to developing sepsis. I think it has to do with the fact that UTIs are just more common, and having a more common infection um, increases the uh, probability that you're going to see more fulminant infections, i.e., sepsis, as a consequence of it. So, what is the best way, Doctor Johnny, that our injured senior nation? Uh, can prevent a UTI from progressing to sepsis? Well, some of the things you can do is good hygiene. If you have a Foley catheter in place, keep the bag below the catheter, okay, so so it drain, so the urine drains into the bag and not back into the, uh, uh, and the bag is not above the uh, insertion of the catheter. Um, and watching out for signs or symptoms. So if you start to have symptoms of difficulty with urination, pain with urination, urinary frequency, flank pain, abdominal pain, feeling under the weather, unexplained fevers, um, when you start to see or start to experience those signs or symptoms, or your loved one does, then you should notify your physician and an infectious workup should be embarked upon, um, if indicated, and um, one of those uh, things a physician should look for is, is there an underlying urinary tract infection? And if so, treat it. This is Steve Heisler, and we are talking about urinary tract infections with Dr. Johnny Cascone, infectious disease expert, and you are listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. So, Dr. Johnny, as I discussed earlier, 25 to 50% of women in nursing homes are diagnosed with a urinary tract infection. Now, why do you think that almost up to half of the women in uh, nursing homes or I guess long-term care settings. What is it about long-term care settings or nursing homes which is causing uh, UTIs among women at such a high rate, in your opinion? One of the reasons, one of the potential explanations for seeing UTIs more frequently in nursing homes is that you have um, generally patients in nursing homes are uh, older, they have multiple multiple comorbid conditions. You see a lot of uh, you see more Foley catheters in place in nursing homes, um, and so those well, risk factors um, probably account well, for why you see more UTIs in nursing homes and outside of nursing homes. Okay, um, and just uh, if someone in our injured senior nation is not sure exactly what a Foley catheter is. What is that? So Foley catheter is a, most people have seen it. It's a plastic tube that's inserted into the urethra and then goes into the bladder. It basically drains the bladder. Um, and um, it's used in both men and women. It's a foreign body, obviously. And that foreign body becomes a, uh, a safe haven for bacteria to attach to um, replicate and cause infection. So it's a significant risk factor for infections. Dr. Johnny, I read that E. coli, chlamydia, mycoplasma bacteria are organisms that are found in uh, nursing homes and could be a part in why females are, are coming down with UTIs. Is that something that you've seen so in, in nursing homes, chlamydia and mycoplasma are, are not that common. Um, it's typically E. coli, and that's that's not unique 
to nursing homes. E. coli um, is uh, is what they, is part of the Enterobacteriaceae family. It's basically an organism that resides um, in that area of our body. Um, and so E. coli is the most common cause of a urinary tract infection in and out of nursing homes. Okay. So I guess uh, the question as to how we can prevent UTIs in nursing homes is uh, really what we want our injured senior nation to, uh, to get out of this podcast. Uh, can you give some tips on how to prevent or at least um, uh, decrease the amount of uh, UTIs that are happening amongst the elderly in general, but also uh, in uh, long-term care settings? Prevention of urinary tract infections involves a couple things. Good hygiene, um, wiping from front to back, keeping yourself well hydrated, being alert for any signs or symptoms of a urinary tract infection and notifying your provider when they're first identified, limiting the use of Foley catheters to only when necessary. And th- those are the primary uh, primary things you can do to help prevent urinary tract so infection. So is there an over prescription of Foley catheters are they is are they being used too often um what is it why is it that uh you know that that's a problem well i don't know if there's an over prescription of Foley catheters it's just the presence of a Foley catheter increases your risk for an infection so making sure that when it is used it's used for the right indication okay when is it really really uh important that you use a Foley catheter well, there's a, a number of reasons. Just just some of them would be if you want to me- keep track of the urine output, you need to know what it is. Um, if there is a uh, large pressure ulcer, perhaps, and you don't want it to get um, soiled, sometimes we can use a Foley catheter to help prevent uh, soilage in that situation, but not always. Um, if someone has a bladder issue where they can't empty their bladder, um, a Foley catheter oftentimes is indicated, um, but it's it's kind of a, it's also on a case-by-case basis, but you just want to make sure you have a appropriate indication before you use a Foley catheter. Certainly convenience would not be one, would not be a, 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 an indica- a good indication. Right. Is, is there an alternative to using a Foley catheter that, uh, that's being implemented in, in long-term care facilities? Well, it, it depends upon the indication. Um, in men, uh, you can sometimes use what they call a condom catheter or a Texas catheter, um, where it's a, a, it's a, a, a catch system, if you will. But uh, otherwise, if it's indicated, you have to use it. If it's not indicated, you should not use a Foley catheter. Dr. Johnny, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to ask you, though, uh, before, we, before we go, do you have any tips uh, to uh, individuals who have UTIs uh, or a loved one or caregiver uh, as to what's the best way to deal with the UTI once they have it? Well, the best way to deal with the UTI is to notify your provider and get treated. Um, look for the appropriate signs and symptoms, frequency, urgency of urine, discomfort with urination, systemic symptoms of infection, fevers, chills, feeling under the weather, mental status changes, confusion. Those are things to think about. Uh, when you see signs and symptoms like that, 
think about a urinary tract infection, notify your provider, and um, a UA generally would be a helpful urinalysis in a culture. Without signs or symptoms, you shouldn't check urine cultures because most people, particularly in nursing homes, about half of them are going to have a positive urine culture, um, and you don't want to treat patients with asymptomatic bacteria, so that is no symptoms and bacteria in the urine, um, there's no indication to, to treat to treat that. And you want to reduce the inappropriate use of antibiotics as much as we can. So, and, and is the number one way to treat it antibiotics or is the medical establishment kind of getting away from that? No, the number one way to treat urinary tract infections is antibiotics. For a simple cystitis or an uncomplicated urinary tract infection, it, it classically is, uh, let me rephrase it, it typically is three days of of, of an antibiotic such as a sulfa antibiotic or um, five days of a beta-lactam such as penicillin. If the if it is a complicated urinary tract infection, that is it involves the upper urinary system, namely the kidneys and their systemic signs of infection, then antibiotics are typically given intravenously. Um, some can be given orally and you treat it for longer, um, five to seven days. Thanks for that, Dr. Johnny. So, Dr. Johnny, again, you've given us really good information about uh, a very big problem amongst our injured senior nation. I want to thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Uh, how can our injured senior nation get in touch with you if they'd like to? My email, jcasconi77 at gmail.com. Great, and that's Cascone, C-A-S-C-O-N-E? Yes, sir. Great, great. Stay well, Dr. Johnny, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Steve. Good to talk to you again. You too, my friend. Injured Senior Nation, thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank Dr. Johnny Cascone for appearing on the show today and giving us a lot of good information about urinary tract infections. If you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to share your story on an upcoming show, feel free to email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com. I answer all emails. You can email me about anything about the show. Would love to hear from you. So until next time, Injured Senior Nation, I am so looking forward to next week's show. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.